Now from Iron Jack, we go to Iron Man. You see what I did there? I did, but I don't know. Well, well Newstead, I've got a, oh, Newstead. a here's what you, ah, I see what you did. Okay. okay, that was a little um, bit obscure. So, yes. And it is early in the morning, as we have said. Apologies, <laughs> listeners. Thanks to Cryer Malt and the RNA, this is Good Brews Week. Brews Week neatly. What, Matt? I don't know what it is. Um, all I do know is it's 7:30 in the morning on Sunday. Um, after a couple of very long days already, um, but we're coming to you, listeners, live from our Bris Vegas basement studios at the uh, Casa del Kierkegaard. And uh, Matt, welcome to whatever this is this week. I'm, I, honestly, I'm just feeling a little bit dusty. Mate, it, it's been, uh, listeners, as we talked about last week, we're at the exhibition, 10 days of a craft beer bar at the exhibition, Craft Beer Alley, and uh, day two in, Pete and I are feeling every bit our uh, stale uh, age. Yeah. It's, yeah. Look, it's been terrific, and, and we should point out too that, you know, it's Two days, but there's been a day of setting up, and then you've had about a week before that of bumping I had in and three three days of bumping in. Yeah. But and, and I should say that so so listeners, please, it's it's not a, a beer or you know like hangover related it, it's, it's uh, not malaise that we're feeling. It's just a, a a leg weary. I don't think I had a beer yesterday until we got home last night. I think that was the first beer after a ten hour twelve hour session uh, pouring beers. But profit isn't it like, as tiring as it is. Isn't it just one of the most energising times of the year in terms of you and I have been, before we wrote about beer, you know, we, we blogged a little bit about beer because we love beer. We loved sharing the experience of good beer with people and that's what got us into doing this whole thing. And so doing this sort of thing at the exhibition, which isn't a beer festival, it's not a food festival, these are people who are there for to pat Sheep and you know, buy show, buy, show and bags and eat, um, that's eat deep fried shit on a stick. <laughs> exactly. And pay and exorbitant prices for the privilege. <laughs> and they turn up and they see this little craft beer store um, in the Woolworths Fresh Food Pavilion. We're not on the ABC, we can name check, but it's the Woolworths sponsored pavilion. And they wander down past the you know, country wine maker, they go past the Gotzinger Cheerios, they go, and then suddenly, bang, there's a craft beer. And uh, we've got a pretty good selection, I don't mind saying, 16 beers, a cider and a ginger beer uh, on, and people standing back, what, two or three metres, four metres, trying to take in all of the beers that they've got to choose from. You can tell that they don't recognise I mean, we've got some big names. We've got Stone and Wood. We've got Green Beacon. Um, Bolter. Bolter. And people are just sort of looking there and don't recognise it. And I just sort of find that is one of the most exciting things. When somebody comes up, oh, mate, I like Han Superdry or I like uh, Great Northern. And you get them into something, yeah, maybe just a nice light lager, maybe a Pacific Ale. Um, and they try the Pale Ale. They try the Bolter XPA. Ooh, you got a dark beer. And uh, I, I just find that I just never tire of, 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 of that excitement. Yeah, and I think it's one of those. It's a good lesson, I guess. It keeps us, it keeps you grounded, and it's it's probably a good lesson for a lot of us in the in this caper. Um, you know, yes, the bubble is intense, but it's actually if you're outside the bubble looking in, it's actually a very small. It's a small bubble. bubble. Um, 
but the love, the passion, all that, all those things that, that make us stay within the bubble, um, I guess is what really excites and energizes me. And over the years, I mean, like, like you were saying, Matt, it's, it's really, this is a, like a manifestation of all those things that we were writing about, or the reasons that we were writing back in those days when it was only you following my blog and me following your blog and, 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 and just a, a very small club of, um, and, and we should point out, you know, we, we never really sort of did beer reviews and that sort of thing because we both were of that opinion that I can't really tell you what I'm tasting and, and what it's doing for me. But it was more about that whole experience of discovering something new, sharing that with somebody else, discovering that each beer had a story, um, that there was a history to the, the styles, that styles were evolving and developing and all that sort of stuff mm. and thinking, wow, this is actually a pretty exciting space to be in. Being able to now share that and the best thing, I think the most rewarding thing is having people come up and we're, so we're six years in to this craft is beer alley caper. Sixth year, yeah. And early on, like you say, you'd have people come up going, what do you got that tastes most like Great Northern or um, back then it was probably 4X Gold, it was um, Han Super Dry or Ted's and it was uh, Pure Blonde. Yep. Now people are coming up and going, uh, yeah, what do you got in the way of a pale ale or... Uh, and by that, they normally the mean so, a James Squires pale ale. Like a, yeah, or a so they're actually ale. able to... There, there, there's much more... There, there's a more broad base of of knowledge about beer that these guys are coming up with um, and approaching us with. And it's a, not, it doesn't necessarily make it an easier platform to work from because particularly, you know, like you say, you say, oh, I like pale ale. All right, well, you've got, you know, James Squire 150 lashes at, at one end. You've got Feral Hop Hog at the other end. You've got Cooper's Green in, in, in the yep. middle somewhere yep. and, and a thousand others. Um, so it's, it's, it's still challenging and it's good for them because they're not, not realising, well, actually, I don't know as much as I thought I did, but it's more a case of, wow, there's so much more to experience and so much more to learn. So you'll, you'll give them um, a Green Beacon Three Bolt Pale Ale, then you'll give them a Cloud Catcher. Here's an Australian style pale ale, or here's a you know whatever else it might be, and and just seeing that look of oh okay yeah actually yeah that's that's really different and I, I like this about it, um, and that's probably the other thing too. A lot of our punters and you know young middle aged old who are better able to enunciate what it is that they're liking about the beer. So there's clearly there's more of a there's more knowledge about um, the ingredients that go into beer. And what it is that that each of those um, ingredients brings in terms of characteristics, mm. flavour, um, you know, colour, yep. flavour profile, all those, you know, aroma, all those sorts of things, and getting a lot. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a lot of. Yeah, I don't like a real hoppy beer. Right? Yeah, great. At least you know that bitter hops, fruit, and you know, and, and yeah. that's where you start saying is it the bitterness of the beer or the fruitiness of the beer? Because you, know, you can give them a like a Revel Summer Ale or a Stonewood Pacific Ale, which doesn't have bitterness. They go, oh yeah, I like that. So it's the bitterness or you give them those and they say, oh, no, no, that's exactly what I don't like. So it's that fruitiness of beer. Um, and I've also started to see Prof after, you know, the first couple of years of people coming up and going, oh, is this that boutique beer? Or is this... Yeah, what, what do you mean by craft beer? Is that homebrew, is it? Yeah, yeah. But I'm also starting to see the circle loop back a little bit where people that have been on a bit of a journey and goes, oh, well, what have you got that's just good? You know, like not... Not bells and whistles, not... Uh, I don't know. Saturday, the first Saturday of the of the show is is our second busiest day outside of the, yep. the public holiday show day. Um, but yeah, lots of people yesterday, mate, what do you got that just tastes like beer? <laughs> yeah. 
In fact, here you go. Have a, have a stone and wood lager. Have a well, Yamundi Well, lager. That, but that was the thing. Even for some, for some of those, we've got the Yamundi um, oh, it's a bit lager. Oh, a bit sweeter, a bit, a bit fruity. A bit fruity. Yeah. Um, Bolter Pilsner. You know, Bolter Pilsner was the one that I took them to when they just wanted us to a bit of a step up from your four X. You know, there's a little bit, it's a dry bitterness. Um, it's a little bit, you know, hop, floral, but, you know, from the hops, but it's not fruity. And, uh, oh, yeah, mate, that's it. And it, it tricked themselves into thinking, oh, yeah, that there's a, a, something that my dad often says, oh, yeah, that's how beer used to taste like. You know, well, yeah. it, it, it did in a way, but mainstream beer has never really tasted like a true Pilsner because they were always a little bit Australian lager. Um, but yeah, no, really seeing it. So it's, it, it, it's a really fascinating event um, to see. And uh, eight more days of it, Prof. So next week, listeners, when you're listening to this, we're still going to be uh, just at the tail end of it. That's how, that's how long this but, event goes. Yeah, but we will well and truly be uh, you know, embedded in our alter egos of, of carny folk. Yeah. <laughs> look, I've got a, a, probably a good point too, because you know, we, we love talking about the, the culture that surrounds beer and, um, and the beer culture that I think is, is definitely there um, in Australia. And it's no more evident than when you realise that, yeah, the, like the beer economy... Uh, but also the beer speaks all languages. Like we have, um, towards the end of the day, you'll get a lot of people who congregate towards us. And a lot of them have, have come over the last five years and, and have sort of got to know us, but others are just discovering us and realising, well, look, you know, I've got a, you know, the, the Greek food joint over there. So, mate, you know, come over, can I, can I look after you for some dinner tomorrow night? Yep. And, and it's just a really great way of, of getting into that. Um, you know, like beer is, is almost like the, um, the magnet that, that brings us all together. And then the conversations that happen over a beer with people that you've never met, but all of a sudden they're, you know, it's almost like they're inviting you into their house and, and you know, come and be a part of my experience yeah. of the echo. Yeah, and I, and I don't know what that is because, you know, was it Han did the beer economy ads a few years ago? Like, you know, moving yeah, from a two much? cartons of yeah. beer and things like that. And yeah. that was, you know, I call good advertising, there was a truth, you know, central yeah. truth to yeah. it. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, there have been wineries in, the, in that, pavilion for a long time um they know each other you know the, the store owners all know each other but you, you're right you, you don't see you know we get just about every food vendor coming over and sort of bringing us dinner oh, so, so we're like bringing offerings <laughs> and much more and there's that there's that you know that that unspoken uh kind of contract that uh i'm bringing you food yeah. oh you're offering me a beer in return no, please, let me pay for it. No, no, oh, I insist. No, no, okay, thank you very much. We do, yeah, no, no, we, there's a lot of uh, free beer. Not, yeah, no, not in a bad way, but just that sort of... Look, the thing is, they've I, got, I would they, feel bad charging you for Exactly. Food. They've got to have a beer, we've got to eat. Yep. Um, in the end, if I give you nine bucks for your whatever the food is, and you give me nine bucks, we're square anyway, so let's just cut out the... The tawdriness of the of the filthy lucre, <laughs> yeah. and not let that spoil such a beautiful relationship. And there are relationships like we there, there are friends that we. It's good. It's great sort of catching up with them, as as, as you beautifully put it. You know, <laughs> eleven haircuts later, we're, <laughs> we're back again. You back know? again. The years. Uh, I remember when a Sunday morning used to stretch on forever when you were a kid. These days, it's haircut, 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 echo. Um, yeah, it's a bit like that. now. If we wanted to just go in there and make money. Like if, if if we were just purely there for business, we would operate the stall very differently. We would just have a we would have fewer beers, and just pick the eyes out of the most popular styles. Yep. But at the same time, we've 
put in a, three, a few curveballs this year. We've got Green Beak and Penny Porter. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a day and a half, uh, we've, we, we blew a keg early afternoon yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. For that, and don't forget though, it is you know it's it's that seven hours of um, uh, known as Brisbane winter uh, <laughs> yeah. we had yesterday. Oh, oh, really, it was twenty eight <laughs> degrees. Yeah. But but that, that's the thing; it's it's the last place that anyone would think of um, getting. And, and it's a big, bold, you know, like six point cacao, four, coffee note, yeah. six point one oatmeal stout. Yeah, um, but but people go, oh, what do you got? You got a dark bit? Give us a you know. And, and, and look, it. there's a lot of oh, can I have just a squirt of that? Boom, yep, yeah, fill it up, fill it up. Um, and we're working with the oysters guys to sort of pair it just um, with pair, oysters. Pair food but people are just drinking by themselves. And that's, you wouldn't get a lot of people saying, I'm going to take a stout to an acre The other one, um, Pink Mist yeah. from Black six, Hops. Six years ago, would you have thought, you know what, you know what this stand needs? <laughs> a Saison. A raspberry Saison. saison. <laughs> no, no, a pink coloured raspberry Saison. And it's an interesting, because uh, Beach House Saison, which unfortunately uh, the, the Black Hops guys just don't sell enough. You know, it's one of those yeasty beers that aficionado, like people who it's, like it's, beer it's, and it's, get it. It's the Bolter Alt Brown. If you don't love it, you'll lose it. You'll, you'll lose it. Um, and, and we've lost it. So it's out of their core range. I'll bring it back as a season, but the Pink Mist is still going. But the beer itself has that Saison-y sort of spicy tartness. Tart, um, bordering on sourness. That they put the New Zealand raspberries through. And because it's not a sugary syrup, you don't get sugar sweetness. You get that lovely raspberry. What have a been little fruit people? punch? Yeah, but like, it's yeah, kind of. So it's sweetness, but it's not that. You know, saccharin. Saccharin sweet. Yeah. Um, but then it's you've got the raspberry tartness as well. And uh, as lovely a beer as it is, it's you know, people put icing sugar on strawberries because they don't like the flavour of strawberries, <laughs> and strawberries aren't sweet enough. And you, you do get that mindset, but. Yeah, we, we've done a kick and a half of that as well. Um, and uh, it, it, it's really interesting. It's not just, uh, you know, um, you get some of the, cow, the, the cowboy hat wearing cockies come up and go, oh, is that a chick's beer? <laughs> not at all, not at all. Are you man enough to walk around with a pink beer is the, is the question. <laughs> um, but, it's, but you get really interesting uh, cross-section of people. Um, a lot of people want to try it on the name. Oh, what's that what's pink that mix? Pink yeah, can I just um, um, yeah, can I try little, that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's so two really interesting beers that are surprising uh, that they're doing so well in that sort of event. Yeah. In a garden, what a garden. Brews News is made possible by Brewpack, Australia's number one craft contract brewer. With over 100 craft beers and ciders on the roster and counting, Brewpack specialises in offering growing craft breweries a home for their packaged and kegged beer, no matter how crafty. Serious about handmade beers, and with an open-door policy, Brewpack's brewers love having passionate, hands-on partners in the brewery. Thinking about craft contract brewing? Think Brewpack. And uh, yes, we thank Brewpack for not only making a whole lot of great craft beers possible, but also for making this podcast possible. Now, Matt, it's not all about the Echo. I'm sure in the um, in the, the broader world there is some other news which we probably should share with our listeners. Uh, what's come across your desk this week? Yeah, and I should say, listeners, this probably will be a slightly abridged episode. Uh, we're, we're knocking this out on early on a Sunday morning, so our producer Joe can uh, edit it, get it up tonight. Thank you, Joe, for working on the weekend. 
Um, so this will, will be a little bit short. Uh, late Friday night, after the stock market's closed, uh, Gage Roads dropped a media release saying that they have kicked a goal in the NIB Stadium, Prof. I see what you did there. <laughs> that, that wasn't actually, I can't claim credit oh. for that one. It, it's one of that 75 headlines with oh, right, some okay. sporting. So yeah, so NIB Stadium, uh, Gage Roads have hooked the um, the porridge rights or, or the sponsorship. Is it a naming porridge sponsorship? Rights. It's the por- a porridge rights, yeah. Yep. So it's still NIB Stadium, but they've got the porridge rights. So Domain Stadium is obviously the, the big new Perth Stadium uh, for cricket football codes. Um, uh, or the, so the Australian football codes. And... NIB Stadium is the second major stadium, so soccer and rugby union. Mm. Uh, what does that do for them in terms of, of brand awareness? Um, like, like are, are they fighting against, I guess, the, uh, you know, there's Bevy over outside, kind of attached to yeah, the new stadium. Well, that's actually a really interesting one, the Optus Stadium, I think it is, over, over oh, there. Oh, is it? Yeah, sorry. Is it right. Optus Stadium? Yeah, I think so. Uh, sorry to any Western Australians if I've uh, got that wrong, but that enormous pub literally at the door you know it's close enough that at half time you can duck out um yep. and, and have a couple of beers and be back um and I, i'm actually quite interested in finding out the the optus stadium is only allowed to have um mid-strength mid-strength and yet you've got this two hundred venue within yeah that's allowed to pour anything and I'm interested in whether you're having the issue where people are actually preloading at this pub and then going in where they're being denied, you know, any form of prohibition when you've got access to it, that actually causes six o'clock swills and, and those sorts of problems. And then you, you duck out, knock off three full strengths um, and then go back and misbehave in the second half. Everybody goes, oh, it's that stadium beer. Yeah. Um, went down the rabbit hole there, didn't I, Prof? Um, but uh, in, in Gage Road's strategy is to get brand in hand. Um, you know, they want people trying the beer, and it seems to be working for them. Uh, I did a story about two weeks ago where they released their half-year um, and financial year results, and they're up to 4.2 million litres of their own brand. And if you include the beer that's provided under stadium, you know, they'll make 800,000 litres just under these stadium deals. And they call it a... Um, you know, no, essentially a break-even strategy because they're providing the beer or the sponsorship or however that works. It's it's cost-neutral to them, but they're getting beer in hand. Um, yeah, so creating followers. It seems to be working for them. Gage Roads goes from strength to strength. The, uh, the, the share price is up. I think it was uh, around about 12 cents on Friday, um, up from four cents this time last year. So it's going quite well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so look, I... If it is genuinely uh, cost neutral, where they just, whatever it's cost them to secure those rights is paid for even in just beer at cost, it's it's free marketing. So, well, yeah. it's, it's the same as doing a promo with, you know, with Uncle Dan's or whatever to, you know. Exactly the same. And WA doesn't have a, like a national uh, beer anymore. Um, Swan uh, and Emu are made in South Australia, I think. Yeah, or, I think out of West End. Yeah. Um, so, do people still drink big chook piss? Emu export. I I would have to defer to our um, uh, Western Australian yeah. readers. I don't know the the market. Because I, I, yeah, my recollection is that yeah, people sort of moved away from it when once it sort of became obvious that it wasn't. Well, it, it suffered the same anymore. fate that all mainstream beers, you know, Forex Gold. Just you know, yeah. if, if you're on a plane, you'd be looking for parachutes. Um, you've still got a bit of altitude, you've still got a bit of time, but it's going down. 
um, emu, like the, the Western Australian brands were going down. Um, and then once you move it, what's the reason to stay? Because any yeah. emotional attachment is just gone. So Actually, just on that too, Matt, um, sorry to interrupt, but this it's just occurred to me that, yeah, there is far less Forex Gold branding just around the, the showgrounds this year. That's because they're lot, not even pushing Forex Gold anymore. There's a lot more. There's, there's Iron Jack, there's Furphy. Yep. Um, they're looking to the future. No, yeah. they're absolutely looking. Forex yeah. Gold used to be the beer of um, Forex. And... A good friend of ours once said, you pull the oar that moves the boat. Um, and Forex Gold is no longer, you know, it's moving that boat. So it's uh, Iron Jack is the, which is apparently gone, you know, Great Northern is, as we talked about last last week, um, just exploded. Forex Gold is really playing catch-up football. Um, and yeah, so you, you see all of the point of sale is around Iron Jack because I, I guess they figure that Forex is declining. They're not going to bring new drinkers into Forex. People who like Forex are going to keep drinking Forex. But if people are going to try something new, they want them trying Iron Jack, yeah. not Great Northern. And people have already started going to Iron Jack. So to some extent, Iron Jack will be stripping Forex gold drinkers. But yeah, we, we, we've seen Furphy crop up for the first time over James Squire. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is really interesting. interesting. Actually, I'd be interested to see how... I haven't seen figures for... Um, you know, some of the most popular uh, uh, malt shovel beers compared to Furphy. But as we've said, you know, Furphy's approaching 19, 20 million litres. Mm. Um, so it seems to just be the absolute, after years and years and years of pushing the, the Squire brands, suddenly this little Victorian little brand that could. gets the name, the brand and the flavour right. Bang. A little yeah. bit like, yeah, so uh, a fat yak. So, yeah, yeah so, so th- that's an interesting uh, take. Um, now, from Iron Jack, we go to Iron Man. You see what I did there? I did, but I don't know. What, what, well, Newstead, I've got a. Oh, Newstead, a, ah, what you, I see what you did. Okay. okay, that was a little Iron. bit obscure. So, yes. <laughs> and it is early in the morning, as we have said. Apologies, <laughs> listeners. Um, Newstead uh, Brewing Co. partnered with uh, Surf Life Saving Queensland, uh, which is an interesting one. We have seen some charitable beers come out um, over the last, you know, uh, Brewmanity, um, yep. where they partner with a charity and a percentage of... Or the Brewmanity beer is almost exclusively brewed for the... Well, at the moment, the, the, the cause is, is, is QMND. Yep. Um, but speaking to Nita that, and, and, and Foxy, that's kind of... That's at the moment... Um, there, there might be other beers, and, and I think Brewmanity has kind of um, welded itself, like to to that brand. Yep. The, the two brands, if you like, are, um, are kind of intermingled now. So perhaps a, another beer that comes out in the core range might be for the intention is to still be good beer, good deeds, yep. good people, yep. um, but not necessarily welded to the the same one. So another beer might come out and and, and have a different cause. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, Newstead Brewing is partnering with Surf Life Saving Queensland. Is it fraught, Matt? With uh, like, is there a like? I think it's great, and I love the fact that we're saying, okay, you know what, beer is not the the enemy here. Beer is not uh, inverted commas alcohol fueled violence mm. at, at the footy and all that sort of thing. It's we don't talk about the preloading. We don't talk about the the ice mm. or you know the other drugs that or, or the fact that people some people are just dickheads. Yep. Uh, who may have happened to have it, but it's always, it's easier to, to blame beer. So with that in mind, it's nice that 
the beer culture is attaching to to something you know the feel good story whether or not that gets any traction yeah is yet to be seen but is there also then opening itself up to oh i don't think we should be associating beer with dare i say it with sport and and a healthy lifestyle despite the fact that bb and you know twoies have been sponsoring the cricket the rugby league state of origin blah 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 etc etc and i think there's that suspicion amongst some people who are dubious about alcohol in the first place that it's a stealth marketing strategy to keep beer in by yeah. marketing charity. Yeah. Um, in this case, you're trying to hide behind something good. Hide behind yeah. something good, and it becomes a Trojan horse. Um, in this case, I think it's you know it, it is very genuinely a desire to do some good, but it's also a very good marketing strategy. You know, it's just like, yeah. uh, and it's not the first that Newstead have been involved with. No, no, like in, in terms of that, and it makes sense because um, I guess it's that as a lifestyle kind of thing. Queensland is, you know, if you had to nail down which state do life save, surf life savers come from, other than Bondi Beach, yeah, yeah, yeah well, the real ones, it's it's Cool and Gatter, it's yeah. you know, it's the it's the Iron Man, it's the Nutrigrain, you know, all that sort of stuff that we grew up, you know, Saturday morning TV. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think it's a really nice pairing in the same way that um, it was at Ballymore, or was Ballymore? it the Queensland Reds? The Newstead were well. Ballymore and Queensland Reds are inseparable. That's okay. basically yeah. So, so they're home ground. So there's signage yeah. at the home ground, but it's not necessarily a porridge rights. They no, because yeah. But you can do a beer. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Which I think again, it's it's great because it's not. I think they're the official craft beer of the Queensland Reds. There you the go. Official mainstream beer. Yeah. And, and that's look something like this where you've got a, a brewery and it's an organic partnership between a brewery and a and a good cause. So they they both benefit. I guess we've seen a lot of uh, entrepreneurs come in and sort of say, I'm not a brewer, I'm not a brewing company, but I can, you know, um, that there is that entrepreneurial charity side. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a good beer company, James Grujon, who's a you know, absolute dynamite, wonderful guy who's tried yeah. raising money for the rework with Bagara to make yep. a beer to raise money for the reef. Didn't quite take off. Saw that the marriage equality thing grew to be quite successful, and uh, you know he's not for profit, um, and he's doing a lot to create awareness about it. But I guess as somebody, and that's good. But as somebody who loves the beer industry and is always thinking about what's good for the industry, I think that for every sale that you've got for a guy that's um, just contract brewing a beer from whoever and there's no real need and then just finding a charity that maybe he can hitch his wagon to or you know to, that will be successful you're not really advancing the cause of like it, it's it's a business arrangement like it's, it's, it's yeah, really yeah. a marketing yeah. it's just like charity water or you know the the plastic armbands it's just yeah. beer is a thing that i can it, it's popular enough that i can leverage off the popularity of beer and the feel-good factor of this charity to run my little not-for-profit business. Just on that, did I did I see somebody at the Echo wandering out yesterday with um, charity um, plastic wristbands or turtle chokers um, to, to save fish? I saw it's something in my newsfeed about that. <laughs> yeah, look, we got to save the over. It was, but it was overfishing. Um, it was to raise awareness for overfishing, not too much plastic in the ocean. Right. Okay, that's good. And it has a do not discard near sewers oh, good. stamp on it. But, uh, they could yeah. have made it out of the same stuff that um, the uh, six-pack and four-pack holders have been made of that's actually made out of fish food. <laughs> that's, and which is something that I think we're going to see much more, you know, more and what more. What happens of. if you put them in the esky, though? 
you're going to take it out of the holder. I don't think they'd break down immediately. Oh, okay. I, I think I think you got. I, I just thought they might. You know, I don't want people opening up their rescues and you know, half an hour after putting the beers in and finding that they've attracted you know, uh, sea life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a case of this will self-destruct in uh, okay. five minutes. All right. Um, uh, that, that, that horn beeping outside, Matt, I think <laughs> might be our Uber driver. So there's people down waiting at the ECA for beers, so we better wrap this up. James Davidson uh, from Bright Brewery. Um, just kept it, catching up on Radio Brews News episodes. From an industry insider perspective and someone who has been listening since F1, and in fact, once upon a time wrote for, right for Brews News yeah. and his own Full blog, exposure. Beer Band. Speaking of people band who used bars. to read each other's uh, <laughs> blogs back in the day. I think the recent guests have been increasingly excellent, and I particularly love the BrewCon content, especially Jason Prolt um, with Scotty and Will. You should definitely find more ways to do those B2B industry convos, maybe as some form of bonus episodes. Shame you dropped the Patreon. I personally don't care about the super minor international processing fee. If you have a basic $1 or $2 level, it provides access to extra episodes. Uh, look, thank you for that. I'm, I'm trying not to take that personally, that he would rather hear other voices than ours. <laughs> Um, but I think I think I, I'm, I'm working I, through that issue. Yeah, I hear James saying, in addition to in addition your to, own okay, good. dulcet tones. Um, and so, look, the, the, the Patreon was just yeah. Like, as you hear the uh, pre-recorded, you can sponsor us if you like what we do. You can help us out. You can help buy. You know, we're recording these on nice lapel mics that were bought through um, those sorts of things. So if, if you like it, and we'll just put content out because ultimately we're here to create content. So yeah, so absolutely, and we're definitely looking at ways that we can get more people. And I, I really we certainly did really, really good feedback from uh, from industry, from like material suppliers and that mm. sort of thing, as well as from the general public. Yep. That it was really interesting to hear two brewers interview a hop grower, because it's just that different relationship. You know, it's a we, different relationship, but just the absolute respect. Like it, it was almost a bromance. It was like a, a, there was a little bit of fanboyism. There was on both, but. It, isn't that but awesome? in a nice way, yeah, because um, yeah. it was genuine. Going back to the chat we had last week about the Brewers Association dropping the International Beer Day story about you know beer creates X million, you know, and and now they're saying say you know the malt growers and the and the hop growers. As I said before, you know when, when you, Jason Prol actually said that we would not be here anymore. I'm a fourth generation hop grower, and I would not be here doing this if it wasn't for you. Blokes. We we couldn't have survived as a commodity, as a commodity farmer. Farmer. And ultimately, that's what um, you know. Big brewers want. It's, it, they, they want good quality, but good quality to the specs that match their business. Yeah. And they are yeah. so big that they can actually completely shape. As, as you said, the yeah. you know, if you're using high adjunct loads in your beers, you want a different kind of malt. And I never realised kind of that that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's the sort of stuff you learn here on Brewers News. Brewers, well, that's the sort of stuff like the that we inspired beer as a conversation because they're the conversations that we, we learn from. So yeah. thanks, James. We'll absolutely be um, looking at how we can incorporate that. Um, also, the annual High Country Brewery Trail Collaboration Brew Day is coming up on Tuesday, 18th of August. If there's any chance for Prof or anyone, you can get up to the King River Brewery in King Valley, Victoria. It'll be an excellent opportunity to record. With sure eight. 18th of August? 18th of September. Sorry. Oh, September. I was going to say August. We'll, read, we'll still be here. Yes, my mind said September, my, but my voice said August. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm not might, sure if you can get up there. I might try to get up there. But our yeah. uh, wonderful Melbourne-based Megan, uh, our new journo down there, might try and get up there. But So, James, thank you very much. And uh, there was also some news this week. I don't have it in front of me, but you can read it on Brews News about Bright Brewery has dropped some new seasonals, and you can uh, find those. And the new brewery is apparently creating a bit of 
beer so they can uh, you can get it in a much wider footprint. So James, thank you very much for emailing. Um, Does James qualify? What do you think, listeners? It's the only only bloody letter of the week. So technically, here's the letter of the week. There have been a couple of other letters, but they've been sort of... uh, We'll we'll see. We'll we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and a special treat. And And a special treat. Yeah, special. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. More more about that next next episode. So, Prof, mate, and I I can't thank you enough for taking, uh, you know, almost two weeks out from your family. to come up and join me and sling some beers up here. And it's, it's great to have you in the house. So how's the coffee? Yeah, good, very good coffee, thank you for that. How are the eggs? Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> Just a little bit baconless this morning. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't hide my disappointment. I've had, he made me bacon and eggs for breakfast the last two mornings. This morning, oh sorry mate, we've run out of bacon, there's just eggs. And Turkish. Just a bit of a letdown. Anyway, well, thank you for coming up. Listeners, thank you for, for listening. Do keep the cards and letters coming. And we'll uh, do it all again next week. Uh, still from the Ecker, so it'll be slightly dusty. But we might, maybe we'll do well, it after. Maybe we'll do it at the, at the end of the day. Uh, so we can do it over a beer. On a quiet day. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see how we go. Okay. Anyway, catch you next week. And we're out.